Thanks for your company for the weekly wrap this Friday, the 2nd of October. I'm Jessica Amir, a market analyst with Bell Direct. Well, this week, the market fell 1.5% as of Thursday's close, marking the first fall in four weeks, the biggest drop in five. The reason for the pullback, it was end of month and quarter on Wednesday with fund managers and investors adjusting their portfolios, selling down defensive sectors like consumer staples and utilities and rotating to the best performing growth sector this year, technology which has rallied up a whopping 26% in 2020 relative to the whole market, which has lost 12%. Looking at standout stocks, Peter Alexander, owner, Premier Investment PMV, rose about 12%, making it the best performing stock. That's PMV's best gain in 23 weeks. Now, we spoke about PMV on the eve of this rally in our morning bell on Monday, noting online sales have been strong and profits have been increasing, which is why Bell Potter and UBS reiterated PMV as a buy with $22 and $20.50 respective targets. On the flip side, scanning the worst performing stocks stocks this week. Explosive company Orica ORI is in the mix, down 5%. Among the weekly losers, ORI has one of the most amount of buy recommendations with Macquarie, UBS and City saying ORI is a buy with COVID disruptions expected to ease this year and for demand to likely pick up in 2021, likely to drive Orica's earnings growth up 15%. Moving to what to expect for the final quarter. Well, just as September is traditionally a negative month, with the ASX 200 lost 4%, October is historically the most volatile month of the year. This year, it's likely to be bumpy for three reasons. Firstly, the US election. If the first presidential debate is something to go by, dubbed a chaotic mess, you could expect more chaos, at least for the next 30 days. City polled 80 fund managers and found that they're divided 50-50 on who will win the US election. The second reason October is set to be volatile is that the Fed's position on US fiscal stimulus is up in the air and could be kicked down the road until after the election on November the 3rd. And the third reason it will be an unpredictable month is that COVID cases in Europe are spiking and there's concerns of a second wave as the Northern Hemisphere heads to winter. So there's three points to think about why volatility is expected in markets. Now, despite all this, City surveyed 80 international managers, and they revealed that they've been putting cash to work, buying back into the market since June, resulting in a reduction in their cash holdings from 10 to 5%. Now, they're expecting half a percent growth in the S&P 500 to 3,350 points to the end of 2020, and forecasting 5% growth in 2021 to 3,505 points on the back of EPS rising 12.4%. For Australia, the consensus view is that we'll see a fall of EPS growth of 2.2% next year, while over the next 12 months, EPS growth is expected to recover to 6%. So when it comes to strategy, given the volatility is expected, or given that volatility is expected and the drops in EPS, Morgan Stanley thinks the market will see a sharp correction in the next three to six months, but it hasn't altered its asset allocation, but has instead been recommending a gradual rotation from defensive to cyclicals, also recommending a move from large cap stocks to small and to look for companies with strong 
leverage to the ongoing recovery. The investment bank also thinks investors should add high quality growth stocks as they come back to earth from their extraordinary recent run and also says to buy fixed income gold and FX to add diversification and also hedge. Now lastly Morgan Stanley thinks investors should take profits when rallies do occur and reinvest into absolute return or defensive alternatives like for example infrastructure, commodities, agriculture, debt as well as bonds. Now what about the sectors to watch in 2021? Well Cities survey found industrials and materials are likely to outperform along with financials. Tech is touted to lose its shine with investors instead chasing quality companies with low debt and solid earnings growth. And energy is expected to remain out of favour with the world continuing to work from home. And lastly the US dollar is tipped to fall which should support the gold price. As for trading ideas that may be worth a look, among materials, UBS's top picks are BHP, South32, FMG, NCM and SAR. But UBS also likes Borrell, BLD, with a 430 target and Orica with a $20.75 target. On the smaller side of town, Bell Potter's top pick in the base and precious metals is Nickel Mines NIC with a $1.04 target. For gold, it likes Regis Resources RRL, that's Bell Potter's top call in that space with a $5.72 target given its low costs, zero debt and dividend paying history as well as organic growth expected in New South Wales. And in financial, City likes mortgage broking giant Australian Finance Group as a buy with a $3 target. AFG has 40% of the mortgage broking industry and a cyclical recovery looks on the cards given the deregulation of the industry which is expected to be detailed in next week's budget. Morgan Stanley likes QBE with a $12.75 target. Goldman Sachs also has QBE as a buy targeting $12.32. Morgan Stanley also likes ANZ, a $20 target, and UBS has ANZ as a buy, $21 target. For industrials, Morgan Stanley likes CleanAway Waste Management, CWY, $2.50 target, and Downer EDI, $4.60 target. Goldman Sachs also has CWY as a buy, $5.10 target. And lastly, UBS likes Horizon, AZJ, $5.55 target, and NRW Holdings, NWH, $3.50 target. But last but not least, what to watch next week? Don't forget it's double whammy day on Tuesday with the RBA expected to hold rates and there's a release of the 2020 federal budget. For those who have traded with us over the last 12 months, look out for our special budget summary on Wednesday morning. From all of us here at Bell Direct, have a happy and safe weekend. Thanks for your company. Bye for now.